John, you ready? Sierra, you ready? All right, girls, let's hit the road. <laughs> In today's episode, we break down the royal interview heard around the world. We talk about America's royal family. We answer your submitted weekly wonder questions. And we play a really interesting game full of lies. Hey, everyone. It's John Flynn. And Sierra Morabito. With what about it? Hey, guys. Welcome back to What About It? Episode five. We're back and you are too. Thank you. <laughs> it is the fifth episode and it is also our one month anniversary it has been an amazing month with you sierra such a great month it's one month since we've been recording one month with all of you one month of great stories many more months to come many more months thank you all for being part of this moment so happy anniversary to all of you <laughs> we wanted to say thank you guys for your support on the episode with mary kate everyone seems to really love it and everything she's doing is amazing so keep supporting women changing a game and we hope yes. you had a good international women's day mm -hmm. girl power okay ladies all right well john how was your week this week it's been a good week it was really really busy Mm. I finally got back in the studio and I'm recording a song that I love. <gasps> give us a, give us a little trailer. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but it is about something that I've always wanted to talk about. And that's all I'm going to say, which is very vague, but you'll oh my see. Gosh. It's something you and I have talked about privately and that's all I'm going to say, but coming out. No, it's not that, but uh, you'll see. Great How was your week? Uh it was good. Um, yeah, a very chaotic week as well. But this week I did make a realization, which I want to share with everyone because oh, let us know. Yeah. So I, this is like my first full-time job that I'm doing right now. So like mm -hmm. sitting at a desk all day, like barely having moments to like get up and like walk around. And my lower back was hurting me a lot. And like, and I was saying that to like, some of my friends and they were like oh yeah mine too but like whatever and I was like okay so we're just gonna let our lower backs power to the back away. we need to fix that yeah well we're like our early 20s and like not do anything about it and I was saying it to my mom and she was like well why don't you just sit on a ball and I was like we my mom does my mom sits on a ball during for oh lunch God. when she does work at home yeah so I took like my yoga ball like that I used to work out and I've been sitting on it like last week I sat on it for half the week and when I'm saying my lower back pain went away it like literally went it away and now I can yeah no it works like because the fun thing is like we can roll around and like you can bounce but then like also the way it like keeps your back arched you're not like I don't know what why the pain is really caused but something about your lower vertebrae being like crushed mm -hmm. and that doesn't happen when you sit on the ball i'm so glad that you fixed the issue yeah so I know, fun fact you know who used to use a ball was our old boss i i remember back that in the day yeah i mean people <laughs> yeah i think people like i said my mom uses it i never found out if it worked but i know she bought one it was i think it's like in a little part of a it almost looks like a chair. It's like a whole contraption. <laughs> yeah. No, mine's literally just a ball. I'm not that okay. fancy. <laughs> Whatever gets the job done. Yeah. But also I've been getting into like new makeup products lately. 
and like new like skincare things so I thought that could be something interesting to do like in a later episode like just kind of like my like pick of the week of like a skincare like makeup Mm -hmm. product you know I Um, love skincare yeah oh I know you love skincare Mr. Dewey Skin (laughs) always (laughs) but yeah let let us know if that's something you guys would be interested in a little product review yeah like I've gotten my friends onto certain products. Like there's this lip thing that I've been using for forever and now all my friends use it. So trendsetter, you can trust me. (laughs) I say people are going to want that Sierra. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Okay. We have many, many, many stories to talk about. So many. It's time to jump into the ketchup, not to be mistaken with mustard. (laughs) (laughs) So the interview Heard around the world. Did you watch yes. Megan and Harry's interview with Miss Oprah Winfrey? Oh my gosh, what an interview. And that was, like you said, heard around the world. Like I was on social media, like while I was watching it, and then after, and like the amount of tweets, like Instagrams, like it was flooding my feed. I, I think everybody watched it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, family members were calling me, like, oh, are you going to watch this? My friends were blowing up my phone about it. Everyone was tuning in because they were speaking up for the first time. And listen, there's a lot to unpack about this yeah. interview. I think they did a really good job. Meg, I, I, let me start off by saying, I got to be honest, I don't really follow the Royals that much. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, are you a big Royal fan? Not that I'm not a fan. I just don't really pay attention that much. But do you know a yeah, lot about well, the Royals? Well, I... I was a big like royal family fan during my time when because I studied abroad in London. So during that time, like I was very into like knowing what they were doing. Like that was when I fall. Like I'm gonna have lunch with the queen. Yeah, no, literally. (laughs) I became obsessed with them during that time period. But then like I kind of fell off the bandwagon. But then as like the the everything with like Meghan and Harry came into light, like I started like following them more Mm -hmm. and paying attention. But either way, like being a like fan of the royal family or not, I think like they talked about so many topics that yeah relate to like they're you know being a part of the royal family but also um just like general like mental health things and I think that well for those of you who didn't get a chance to watch it um John and I are going to give you some the, the important things that you need to take away from the interview yeah the way the um, interview started off, Oprah, obviously fantastic interviewer. She gets right to it, asking like the serious questions and like not taking no for an answer when they try mm-hmm. not to talk about a subject. But she basically was working to get an understanding for us, for like all of the people who have followed their story to to understand why they left the family and what led up to it, what happened during the process of leaving the family and where they stand now. And during the process of Megan and Harry um, leaving the Royal family, a lot happened. They had baby Archie. They moved to the U S um, there were to a Canada, lot of, then moved yeah. to the US. yeah. <laughs> there were like a lot of transitional things going on and So basically a moral of the conversation was that a big reason that they left was because they were not supported Mm -hmm. and that stretched in so many aspects. I noticed that was a theme that Harry continued to bring up was that the, the reason that he, that they had to leave was because there was no support in what they wanted to do and getting back into the mental health conversation. Um, Megan was struggling and they did not 
they were not willing to offer her any resources. And when Harry was struggling as well, no resources were offered. In fact, Harry mentioned like calling his father and he added that his father eventually stopped taking, taking his calls. His calls. Yeah. They, yeah. So they were like cut off and like just kind of thrown to the side. Yeah. Which was so heartbreaking to hear that, you know, you see someone who the thing that people forget is this is a family one, but it's also a business and a family business. And that's where it gets so mm -hmm, complicated. And it imagine going to your business and being rejected for resources and help, but then also your family. I mean, that is just a double layer of people not giving you support. And I can't even imagine what specifically Megan was going through. And then also Harry, and now there's Archie in the picture. And that's just, yeah. I can't even imagine what she was. And there's a future, time. a future baby girl coming. Mm -hmm. So congrats, Megan and Harry there. <laughs> I know they announced that during the interview too, that they're having a baby girl this yeah. summer. Oh, so exciting. And yeah, I, I wanted to, one thing I wanted to say when I was watching this interview and I really respected Megan and Harry on this is that mm -hmm. I think people were, went into this thinking that they would be very vindictive and call people yeah. out. I think they were very respectful. They didn't really name any names and no. you told their truth being Megan was more of like, Hey, this is what I was struggling with. And like you said, Sierra, this was such a great point that they just wanted support and they didn't get that. And I think that it was a really honest conversation without it being a, you did this, you did this. It was more of like, Hey, we didn't get support and we walked away and this is what our reality is now. Yeah. And I thought like one of the wildest things that they, um, discussed also was how when they originally left and they um, were in the United States or in Canada and then in the United States, the royal family, the firm cut off their security. Secure. Mm -hmm. So when they came, when they were like, you know, living in California at first, like they had no security, like, and Megan and Harry both said that they like called their family. They wrote letters saying like how important it was to them to be safe. And like Megan even specifically said that she, she was like, all right, if you all don't want me to be safe, you guys don't care about me, whatever, protect my husband because his safety is so important. And they ended up like they lived in Tyler Perry's. I know. House Shout out to Tyler bit. Perry. He gave them, <laughs> he offered his house in California. He offered all the security. I mean, shout out to him. He really yeah. pulled through for them. He really did. I would yeah. do it for you, John. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad <laughs> I know I got your security. But, <laughs> I'll, I'll provide all the security you need. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was just blown away by the things they were saying when Harry said this to me was so powerful. And I think this can relate to many aspects of everybody's life mm -hmm. of he kept saying I was seeing history repeat itself and I did yes. not want it to repeat itself. And I think that valid point of we cannot let history repeat itself. We have to learn from the past so that these mistakes, you know, everything that happened with his mother and he didn't want to see his wife go down that same path. I mean, you see someone who is crying for help, going to him, going to HR, going to the family, going to everyone in the firm, and no one was getting support. And then their baby was involved yes. and it became attacks against their child. I mean, it's just like enough is enough. Yeah. So they struggled while being a part of the royal family and they wanted to remove themselves. And that just wasn't 
acceptable because mm. it was so against tradition of how it's always been done is how Harry said that his like father spoke to him was like, well, this is just how it is. This is just what it's going to be this like. This is our life. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, you know, they tried to make a change and it was not supported. And that's why they ended up on Oprah. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. I just want to see it's just and it's sad because like I said this earlier on it is a still a family and it's sad to see that this family is struggling now I, it did seem like you know he said he still talks to the queen like I think he even said he talks yeah. to her more than ever which I know wait nice I was kind of confused by that because before he mentioned that he talks to the queen like weekly like he was like saying how they weren't giving him any support and like we're kind of like leaving them in the dust and then he and then when he was asked by Oprah like how are things now and he was like oh we we talk very regularly and I was like wait what like after they just cut you off on everything it seems I'm when I say this I'm using the podcast safe words allegedly I'm assuming allegedly (laughs) allegedly or I'm assuming I feel like I got more of the impression that it was not necessarily issues but with the queen I feel like it was more issues with his dad and his brother that's what I gathered from it again making an assumption but yeah, I don't because he said he, I mean, he was honest and said it didn't really seem like he's talked to his brother that much. And he said his right. dad and him didn't talk for a bit. Yeah. And speaking of his dad and brother, um, something that Harry brought up was feeling trapped and feeling trapped within the royal family. And Oprah, you know, came back at him with like, how are you trapped? Like you grew up in royalty. Like you had everything you could have asked for. You literally had so much, like what was, what made you feel trapped? And Mm -hmm. he gave an example of like, yeah, sure. Like he had all these amazing things that come with like being a, a member of the Royal family, but a lot of their lives were lived for the public. So for example, when like, you know, they were sitting inside doing whatever, and then like the press rolls up on their bikes and their cars immediately turn it on, no matter how you're feeling, if you're depressed, if you're not feeling good, if you don't want to talk to people that day, doesn't matter. You have to look good for the public. And that really like embodied like being trapped for him. And he referenced that now he feels like he's escaped that but his father and his brother are still trapped whether they realize it or not what do you think about that john yeah i'm glad you brought this up and i was texting about it with one of my close friends this whole idea of i i I get it to an extent why some people have this whole idea of well he's a royal like don't feel bad for him like his life's perfect he's millions of dollars and he's a prince and this and this and this but Mm -hmm. the thing people forget and it, it upsets me is that celebrities and royals and high profile people at the end of the day, they're all still people and they have mm-hmm. their own struggles. And Harry, yeah. this is all he's ever known. He didn't choose this life just because he's in it and he's allowed to feel trapped or feel like, yeah, like you said, like constantly having to turn it on and constantly being under scrutiny and being judged. That is more than anyone could ever handle. And yeah the way that they talked about his wife specifically yes i know the british uh press is known to be a little vicious 
Yeah. The way they win against Megan was vicious times a million. Mm-hmm. And that would be, I don't think anyone would be able to handle that very well. That is yeah. people constantly tearing you down for like the, she even used the example in the interview about avocados Oprah talked about where, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was Kate is eating this amazing avocado, but Megan, and why did you eat avocados? People are starving, water shortage, all these things. It's like, it's insane. Yeah. And it goes to show how like in the US, it's so different for us because we don't have like a royal family. Mm-hmm. So we have like we the Kardashians. Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> like that's our royal family. But over there, like they are, they are the UK, like mm-hmm. this family. And fun fact, um, when I was abroad in London, it was actually before the royal wedding. I left like right when the royal when the wedding was happening. You weren't invited? And, <laughs> weirdly, no. But <laughs> so I would walk through um Hyde Park every day to get to school and that would I would go past Kensington Palace and like every day um surrounding the Kensington Palace would be all of these press from like not only the UK but from like France like all, like all these other countries in Europe as well and like so ha- hearing them talk about um like having the press like right at their doorstep like I could totally envision it because I saw it and I was actually interviewed by the French press Wait, what? <laughs> yes, what so I was you? on the news in France. If we have any French listeners, that was me. What did they ask you? What questions? <laughs> they basically were just like, I mean, I think they could tell I was American. I don't know how, but they were like, so has like someone um, not from here, but like being in the UK, like during this huge, like monumental event like what has that experience been like for you and I was just like oh my god it's amazing like I love Megan and Harry (laughs) that is amazing (laughs) yeah um and I was so excited about that but yeah that was just a fun fact I love (laughs) that fact (laughs) with one big piece that I hope and takeaway I got and I try to look at the big pictures when watching these things and the life lessons. I don't know if that's corny, but it's just who I am. And (laughs) get those life lessons. I really hope because so many people around the world tuned into this interview that I hope the conversation more becomes, it is not easy to ask for help. And it is horrible when people deny you for help and mental health is so important to keep talking about. And I really Mm -hmm. hope that people recognize the courage it takes for her to tell this story and the courage it is to ask for help. And I just hope that people focus more on that and not, I just hope people can stop blaming her. It's, I mean, Harry said multiple times in the interview that he is the one who chose to end up leaving. It was not. Yeah. I mean, he, he did say that if it weren't for Megan, he probably wouldn't have left. Which is the thing people are all going to focus on, which I think is sad. That's going to be the clip everyone's going to take. But at the same time, then he was like, she rescued me, like she saved me, you know, and I want to, before we get into our next topic, um, mention a couple quotes that I um, took note of from Megan. So like we said, a big moral of this story was like Megan being, um, yeah, brought into this like situation, the lack of support, um, and essentially having to go to extremes to get to be happy and be mentally healthy. So she said, I was sitting in Nottingham cottage and the little mermaid came on and I went, Oh my God, she falls in love with the prince. And because of that, she has to lose her voice. Oh, that like gives me chills. I know. When she said that, I was like, oh. 
Yeah. Get and her then, Little Mermaid acting job ASAP. <laughs> yeah. And the, but then she goes, but by the end, she gets her voice back. And then she Megan also referenced how, you know, this this entire story, how like life is all about telling stories and like creating a story for yourself and like hearing other people's stories. And she recited her story to be greater than any fairy tale that you've ever read. And I just thought that was so beautiful. And like how she like focused on the theme of like love conquers all, you mm-hmm. know, love conquers hate in this situation. Like, and she took back what started breaking her down and causing rift and causing her mental health to deteriorate was people writing stories about her. And now she's taking that narrative back and telling her positive story. So she's taking this idea of people using stories to bring her down to now go back up on top. Yeah. Go and we Meg. love that. And I hope that <laughs> we get to a place where these conversations like, you know, stay positive and like people in the royal family obviously we don't know exactly what's happening in there like all the details, but right. um hopefully the support can be given in the future. Well, yeah. moving on to America's royal family, the Kardashians. <laughs> It Our is, queens. <laughs> yes, it is about to be the final season of Keeping ah. Up with the Kardashians. It begins March 18th next week. How do we feel? Oh my gosh, I cannot believe that it's the last season. I mean, it's the last season like on E, but then they're going to have their Hulu spinoff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like the Kardashians are just a show that, I mean, for people like John and I, um, <laughs> like we grew up with them. Like, because they've know. been they've been on for 18 seasons, like. That's, I mean, longer than plus all the spinoffs that doesn't even count. Like all those spinoffs of them going to Hamptons, the Miami, like that's a lot of TV. Yeah. And like, I, I know that, like, I feel like this is going to people are going to hate that I say this, but I feel like the Kardashians like influenced kind of a lot of who I am. (laughs) How so? Let's break that down. I mean, (laughs) Like, just, like, that idea of, like, like wanting to live, like, a royal life, like, mm-hmm. royal in the Americanized term and, like, 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 loving the nice things, like, being so into, like, celebrity gossip and, like, celebrity fashion and, like, knowing what's happening in, like, entertainment news. The Kardashians have always been the central point of entertainment news. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, and it, it, what I think is crazy to think about is when that show started – they were seen in a certain way. And now the way that they're perceived now is a completely different. They're seen as business owners, strong, mm-hmm. powerful women, people. Oh they are God. the trendsetters now where before people thought of them as like, quote, quote, trash. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, they they have completely created an empire. Yeah. And you're right. They're the center of entertainment. They are. And like if if at some point they end up like weaning away from the media, which I don't think will ever happen, but if it does, like, what is the media going to talk about? I don't know. I mean, every time you go, anytime you go to any entertainment news site, there's has, there's at least one story about the Kardashians, one of them. (laughs) So yeah, as we said, it's the final season. Did you see the trailer? Yes. Drama. (laughs) I think this season's going to be really good. Now the one piece that I found interesting about the trailer was just because I kind of wish that, I mean, every obviously you have to film things in the past and then edit it and it takes time to come out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But in the trailer, they really push this whole idea that Courtney and Scott are going to end up together. I know. But we both know that 
now they're both in new relationships. Different relationships. <laughs> and that's the thing with like social media. Like with the the seasons that come out now as opposed to like 10 years ago when like you couldn't go on social media and see what was happening. Like we were seeing the things happening in their lives for the first time on yeah. the show. And but that was now- their chance to address it on TV. Yeah, but now like we already know all this stuff. So it's more so like, like I saw in the trailer, there was a clip of, um, Kylie filming like the music video um oh for WAP for WAP and I was like oh my gosh like I can't wait to see like the behind the scenes of that it's like we've already seen WAP like we already Mm -hmm. know Kylie was in it whereas opposed to like 10 years ago we wouldn't have known any of that I guess or like the social media aspects of it and like now it's more so like watching the trailer I was like ooh, like I'm excited to see like how these things unravel because like we know the outcomes for the most part so it's just like going to be cool to see like the details of like the behind the scenes yeah, I wonder how they're gonna quote quote wrap it up. Cause yeah. I feel like that's why and they really push that whole idea of Scott and Courtney, but Scott is now dating Lisa Renner's daughter and Courtney yeah, which I love, Travis actually. Barker. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah, they really push that idea. And I don't know, like we just said, do you think that they're gonna touch on Kim and Connie's divorce or did that get finalized after the show filming? I don't know. I don't know because like I've referenced in a previous episode, I think that like Kim and Kanye have been separated for a while. So I don't know like how they would play that out. Like, and that's, that's like my own opinion. There are no mm. facts for this. So nobody <laughs> fact check. Um, but like, I don't know how they would play that out in the, in the season. What do yeah, you I, think? I don't know. Cause I know Kanye wasn't on the show a lot, but I feel like he's been in a couple episodes and I don't know. I feel like they have to, I don't know. I feel like she'll address it maybe, but I don't think it will like fully play out as like a major episode. Yeah. Same. And is it just me or do you all and everybody listening, do you guys all always wonder like what's going to happen with the kids also? Like, mm -hmm. what are they going to be like in the future? Do you think they'll do some type of, who knows where TV will be at by that point, but do you think they'll do some type of TV show or content? I think so. I think I can't North, imagine North's not. ready. If North's not painting, <laughs> she will be on TV. Like I, I, yeah, like I can't imagine them not because this is the only life they know. Like they were born into being a member of like keeping up with the Kardashians, being a cast member. So Mm -hmm. like they don't know life without it. So I feel like it's going to be interesting to see like what happens to the kids like when they're not filming anymore. Like, do they even know that they're on a show? Like the little ones? Well, they that and think about it. They probably growing up had a whole crew Please think uh, I mean there you you only think of the family being in the scene but there's an entire film crew behind them and producers. Oh yeah, an, an entire crew. <laughs> so that's in their house at all times with the kids. I mean, grow up imagine growing up and you're talking with your mom but you look to the right. And there's just cameraman's right there. Yeah, there's just a whole film crew. I mean, their house is going to feel real empty if that's what they I know. So. Yeah, their massive mansions in Calabasas <laughs> are going to be really hollow. We'll definitely be checking out the final season and I can't wait. we'll do a recap of the new episode next week. And if you're in California, Sierra and I are jealous. We want to go to this. There is a key member of the Kardashians drive-in premiere event. I'm so jealous. I want to go to it so bad. <laughs> if one of our listeners gets tickets and goes, let us know. You can call in or DM us. We want to know all the details if they do anything fun. It's at the Rose Bowl, which is a pretty big deal. Yes. It's pretty big. I feel like it. Are, are any of the like Kardashians going to it? I, I don't really know. I would assume, but maybe it's just an event oh. to celebrate just to watch. I don't know. I wish we could go. I want to be there. I want to be there so bad. 
But speaking of the Kardashians and the respect we have for them, I feel like we need to talk about Kim a little bit and her statement that she put out regarding the free Britney documentary, Framing Britney. Yeah. Kim went on Instagram and she acknowledged that she watched the New York Times documentary Framing Britney Spears that we talked about a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And also, can I just say how, like, whenever celebrities post things like that, like, like watching a documentary, like, I always just like think about it and like picture that I'm like, huh, they, yeah, that's pretty normal. They're like watching the same documentary <laughs> as me. I know, like, oh, like they also went on Hulu and watched this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so Kim watched it and she decided to speak out on her Instagram and she reflected upon she related her own experience while she was pregnant with Northwest and how she was again just like Megan uh, Markle at the beginning of this conversation she was scrutinized yeah she was scrutinized by the press uh, on being pregnant and people were body shaming her calling her a whale and all these horrible horrible things yeah and She basically just reflects she, that she felt very similar to how Britney Spears felt when people were just constantly attacking her and she swarmed by paparazzi and she couldn't catch a break and that she cried every single day over the changes that were happening in her body and the pressure. That pressures. she couldn't control. Like yeah. it was a it was a medical situation that was happening as to why that she, why she gained so much weight during her pregnancy. And she was struggling uh with I hope I pronounce this correctly preeclampsia and all these other uh complications while being pregnant. And just this constant, I mean, there's already so much pressure being a celebrity, but now there's pressure of her to be fit and skinny while being pregnant, something she can't control. Yeah, who like shames a pregnant woman for gaining weight? I don't know. They're literally repopulating the earth. They called her Shamu the whale. That is so messed up. That is not okay. It, It makes me very angry. So- she went on Instagram and like I said, she compared it to the Britney Spears experience and just really emphasized with what Britney Spears went through. And she actually shared a ton of tabloid cover stories uh, during this time period. And some of the different magazine headlines were dumped at 200 pounds, 65 weight gain, paid to get fat. I can't stop eating. The baby is ruining my life. Kim's body struggles. Like these are the headlines that were coming out every single day online in the grocery store and magazine covers. And, you know, speaking of the Royals at the same time, Kim was pregnant. Uh, Kate Middleton was pregnant at the same time. Mm -hmm. And they were constantly compared to each other. Well, uh, Kate looks so graceful and so elegant and is still in shape while being pregnant. And Kim is, they called her this giant whale and fat. And that is disgusting seriously so terrible and honestly now that we're talking about it um kim and megan should link up they should they could they could talk about like being compared to kate middleton and how that affected them they should together it would be powerful they they could talk about their experiences and hopefully could really shift the media and the way they talk about specifically women i mean what do you think about kim relating this to britney spears I mean, I think it's it's a common theme in all celebrity lifestyles, you know, being like portrayed as something you're not um, through the media lens and then having knowing that like millions of people are seeing that and like the shame that comes with it, which is so like unwarranted. Um, No matter the situation, it's awful. And I think it's I love that Kim took the moment to like 
kind of give a nod to Brittany and be like, girl, I feel you. Like I see you, I am here for you. And like, not that Brittany needed validation, but for those who didn't, who didn't feel that like Brittany was validated by the film or like, didn't understand or like still didn't believe everything that she was going through. Like Kim, just having Kim give that extra statement of like, no, like this is a real issue. And like, we need, to, it needs to be stopped. Like we need to do something about it. I thought that was um very admiral and going with the theme of this month, women in power, yes. um, mad respect to both of them and to Megan as well. I love how Kim has really taken her platform and used it for good now with everything she's doing trying to become an attorney and now speaking out about Britney Spears and speaking out about racial injustices and prison reform and all these great aspects. I just think, you know what, Kim, shout out to you. You're a woman that inspires us this month. Shout out to you, Kim. You got it. You hear, you heard it here first, everyone. What about it? (laughs) Loves Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everyone knows I love music. It's my life. And I know you love music music too. too. (laughs) What a coincidence. We should be friends. Oh my now we have a quick music update. There's lots going on in the music world. So the Grammys were just announced and the performers and the roster of the performers were just announced. And we got an amazing list coming at you. Give it ya. to us. Who's performing? I can't wait. So at the Grammys, we've got Bad Bunny, Black Pumas, Cardi B, BTS, Brandy, Carlisle, DaBaby, Doja Cat, Billie Eilish, Brittany Howard, Miranda Lambert, Lil Baby, Dua Lipa, there's a ton, John Mayer, Chris Oh, your Martin. favorite. <laughs> oh, John Mayer, shout out to the Johns in the house. Um, Megan Thee Stallion, I can't wait for her performance. Um, Maren Morris, love her. Post Malone, Roddy Rich, Harry Styles, Taylor Swift, just to name a few. There, I, I missed a couple in there. <laughs> it's going to be a star-studded night. I am so excited to watch it actually is also hosted by trevor noah who's so funny yeah i'm excited to see him yeah so the 63rd annual grammy awards air this sunday at 8 p.m eastern on cbs and you know that what about it will be recapping the entire grammys from the performances to the winners to the losers and of course the fashion hey i can't wait so beyond the grammys there's lots of new music coming out (laughs) So much music, and I'm so here for it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Justin Bieber has been making tons of headlines because his new album called Justice comes out on March 21st, and he just dropped his new song and music video for Hold On. Did you get a chance to see the music video, or do you want me to tell you a little bit about it? Everyone's talking about it. No, yeah, I actually haven't watched the music video yet, but I love the song. Yeah, so I really liked the song. I've been really liking all the new music he's been putting out a lot. He's very talented in the song. Yeah, he's been, been so catchy. I, I, I love the shift in music that has occurred like since he and Haley got together. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like his music like suddenly like really matured and like got like all of his songs got very deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, well, that's actually his intention. And he talked about that with Jason Kennedy, and I'll get to that in a moment. But Spoiler, if you haven't seen the music video, click pause and go watch because I'm about to talk about it. <laughs> but uh, in the music video. All right, you guys are back. Let's keep going. <laughs> Did you enjoy the music video? So <laughs> uh, Justin, in the video, it starts off with this police chase and you're like, what's going on? What's happening? And in the video, you find out that Justin's love interest 
is struggling from she actually is diagnosed it appears to be some type of form of cancer and that they're struggling with being able to pay the medical bills and it's it's really sad and a really heavy music video and Justin ends up trying to figure out a way to be able to pay for their medical bills and he decides that he wants to rob a bank so he goes into the bank to rob it with a plastic squirt gun that he spray paints black because when uh, you love someone you go to all extents yeah that's what he's basically saying in the music video we don't encourage this though (laughs) but uh he ends up going the bank and shows the the not real gun and gets the money and all of a sudden the woman the clerk at the desk clicks the button and the cops start swarming he runs out he gets on his motorcycle and a chase begins and he actually ends up getting shot by the police within the chase yeah it's a it's like a whole mini movie and he after getting shot he still this part was very touching he still races to the hospital jumps in bed and with his uh dying love interest uh, who's suffering from cancer and jumps in bed while bleeding holding her as the cops will come in and you see the plastic squirt gun fall to the ground and break and the police realize it's not real and it was just it was a very very powerful movie like music video and wow. oh, I can't wait to yeah, watch it you gotta see it. it it was really good and I like we both said I love the song and Jason Kennedy actually just spoke with Justin Bieber on his new music and said uh, Justin spoke about why he called the album Justice and why his music has, you said his music got really deep, Sierra, and he actually touches on that. He said, there's obviously a lot going on in this world that we live in, a lot of pain, a lot of injustice. So I think I can make a project that keeps the conversation on justice and what this looks like. My name actually means justice. That is ultimately what I want to do. And then he continued to say, it definitely feels good to make music that can provide comfort in this really uncomfortable time that we're living in. So, Justin, we're loving this new direction. We can't wait to hear the album. We love you, Justin. So, as we've said, music is on fire and off the charts right now. So, stay tuned for some new music from Selena Gomez, Bruno Mars. So excited for that one. Drake and Maroon 5 and Megan Thee Stallion. There is so much coming your way. Yes, lots of new music and someone else who just dropped a new song but also made some headlines for a different reason is Miss BB Rexa. She just dropped her new song Sacrifice, but someone <laughs> sacrificed something else to her that was not asked for. So BB Rexa was on Instagram live promoting her new song Sacrifice and talking with her fans and I just happened to be watching the Instagram live and <laughs> she I witnessed this next story live. I had my own personal account watching it. She was taking, sometimes she'll take fan calls on Instagram live where you can accept people requesting to come on. Mm. And she was just, you know, adding people in, adding people in. And all of a sudden she added in this one guy and all of a sudden she started screaming and I looked a little closer and this random man came on her Instagram live and flashed her I will on say, Instagram I- live. <laughs> Oh my God. BB Rexa is also so cute. Like her reactions when the sky's like flashing her, she's just like, ah, stop, stop, put that away. I know. (laughs) And, and she came out after it and she said that she felt horrible because she has somewhat of part of her audience is a younger one. And she's, she's like, you cannot come on and do this. So she was trying to figure out uh, what the guy's handle was and contact Instagram to get him permanently blocked. And it was just, you know, (laughs) it really definitely showed you 
the skills you need to have to be able to handle anything when you're on Instagram live. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think like, and I love when celebrities do that. Like, um, I know Andy Cohen always does it. Like he'll go live and like, be like, you know, request to join. And he'll just like get his fans on and like talk to them for a bit. And like, it's so fun to watch, but poor BB Rexa, like it comes with the risk of like, you have to, I guess you have to trust your fans to an extent, but like, you don't know who's going to like I know. request to join your live like, you're not screening them beforehand like this is all like of the moment <laughs> and she mentioned that whole idea on when she was live after it happened she came back on and she said oh now I feel like I can't go live anymore like why did that guy have to ruin this like mm. I feel bad and shame on that guy I mean that's just disrespectful and very inappropriate to do on social media when he knows how big of a star she is and all these little kids are gonna see that so messed up yeah absolutely well here for you, baby Rexa. Keep on going. Stream her we new all know song. Support. Fault. Well, into our next segment of the weekly wonders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got some amazing questions this week. Keep tabs on our Instagram because we're reposting all of the questions. So you'll be able to see like what sort of questions people are asking. And we want to give you a shout out when we read your question. So what up um this question came from the wonderful the lovely g-girl photos thank you shout out to g-girl photos her question was what do you do if people are making assumptions or spreading rumors about you this Mm, question i feel like this just this is i feel like it related perfectly yeah Yeah. and i (laughs) i don't know if they this individual sent in the question after seeing that we'd be uh, covering the Meghan Markle story, but it related yeah. perfectly. So either I, I, way, shout out to you. Yeah, it relates perfectly to like the Meghan Markle story and also Kim and also Brittany. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on this question, Sierra? So I think like it's hard in any situation. Like, I mean, I guess this can go both ways. Like if you are a celebrity or if you're just like a normal everyday human being like us as of now, um, if if people are making assumptions about you, um, personally, I, I try to like, not care what people think. If like, I know that what they're saying is like false and like the people close to me knows that what they're saying is false. But I also feel like, um, we need to be strong as like a society. And if like someone is saying something about you that you don't like, or like that you want to correct, like, I feel like you should, you should be brave and be courageous and, and, you know, stand up for yourself and um, put yourself first in that situation and like, you know, set, set the bar correct. I feel like that's though the hardest thing to navigate is when is it the time that you should stand up for yourself? And when is it the time where it's like, okay, my friends know who I am. I shouldn't say anything. I think obviously that's situational, but Mm -hmm. I sometimes struggle with that just because you, you would hope The most disappointing thing, and I've had this experience where there's been people who I've been, I thought good friends with, and we were on good terms. And then all of a sudden they just start saying horrible things about you. And it's like, I don't really want to waste my time trying to explain to you that I have good intentions with you. If you don't know that that's your own problem, but you also want to set the record straight. So it's like, I don't know which way to go. (laughs) Yeah. I I understand that. Cause you're like, Oh, this person like shouldn't matter to me, but it's like, 
for me, it's like if they're like tainting your character, like if they're like going around like your whole school or like say your office or something and being like, oh my God, like John is a liar, blah, 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 blah. Mm. I feel like that's something that you'd want to set straight in the mature fashion, not like yelling at them or like being doing like a public call out, but like maybe just confronting them in a sense of like, why are you saying these things about me and like understanding their intentions to maybe like correct them and hoping that they will go back and admit to making things up. Yeah. And I think specifically relating to like the Meghan Markle and Britney Spears and Kim Kardashian, many people that we've talked about who've gone through media scrutiny. I mean, they're never going to be able to fully answer every falsehood that's spoken about them. Yeah. When you're a celebrity, like, (laughs) You just can't. You can't. You can't keep up. <laughs> and you can't win. I mean, people no. are going to talk about you regardless. But for and the and we mentioned folk... <laughs> like right, and we mentioned like Kim and all of them. But also, we can look at this from a perspective of like the um, like Gen Z, like the TikTokers and like all the TikTok drama. Like, um, I don't know if you guys have been following the story, but there are a lot of um cheating allegations running around with Bryce Hall and um his girl Addison Ray and. That. And, and that's such a thing of like, you know, for Bryce and Addison, like they're so in the public eye and like people are staring and staring and staring at their relationship. Like, is it worth it for them to like make the corrections when like they know what's true? Um, but like TikTok is such a powerful platform that like, I feel like it's almost impossible for them not to address it when it's like the only thing happening in their comments. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It, I think, yeah, I agree. I mean, that would be very hard for... And it's that thing. It's like, oh, now I have to dress this, but I want to keep this private. That's a whole nother element yeah. added for them. Like, it's like mm-hmm. if that if someone did cheat, I'm sure she doesn't want to talk about that. Or maybe yeah. she does. Maybe she's like, I need to talk about this. <laughs> Screw him. Mm-hmm. But, well, it seems like I mean, there were there was footage of her crying in her I pink know, Tesla. I saw that. That was so <laughs> sad. Poor Addison. I love I, Addison. I'm an Addison yeah. stan. Addison, come on to what about it? We got you. Oh my but, god. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I. Not by any means. I mean, I'm not old at all, but <laughs> even in my lifespan of 24, about to be 24 years, I have even just like getting older every little bit. You do start to realize, though, I mean, people are going to think what they think and you can't control that. I mean, perception is everything. And some people yeah. have a good perception of you and some people won't. And that is what it is. And being a perfectionist, like I always want people to see something a certain way, but people will still, there's going to be people that don't like you. And there's going to be yeah. people that think negatively of you and you could be the kindest person you are to them, but they'll still think what they want. And I think you just got to learn yeah. to be comfortable with that idea, sadly. I agree with that. Being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and then not everyone's going to agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was a great question and we enjoyed talking about it. We'd love to talk about it further. Thank you. To for all of the submissions. I think with the time remaining, we should play a fun little game. What do you think, John? I think so. I mean, like we said at the beginning, it is our one month anniversary and we want to you know, allow month. people to get to know us better. Yes. We thought that it would be fun to play a little round of two truths and a lie. So John and I will be predicting which one is the lie for each other. But when you're listening... We'll give you a moment to also predict before we jump in. <laughs> so hope you get them right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, Sierra, hit me with one of yours. Okay. 
One, I love Chipotle. Two, one time I had an allergic reaction after eating Chipotle. Three, my favorite color is purple. Which one's the lie, baby? Well, I know you love Chipotle, so that's definitely a truth. I don't feel like your favorite color is purple, but then again, like, did you have something purple? I'm trying to think. Did you have a purple backpack? I can't remember. <laughs> I I think that's the lie. The purple. You're correct. That oh is my the God. lie. Okay, okay. I was like, I don't think you like purple that much. Yeah, no, purple's not my favorite color. My yeah. favorite colors are pink and blue. Okay, that's what uh, I thought. Yeah, because your room was kind of more like teal blue color. Yeah, but um, one time I did have an allergic reaction after eating Chipotle, and that was a terrible experience. I can oh, no. share that story at some point. It's really dramatic. Okay. So, I speak French. I have an extra bone in my foot. I can't blow a bubble with gum. What's the lie? <laughs> um, interesting. It's funny because, like, bones in your feet, I feel like we never talk about that. That's how some really know. I, I know. I'm, never... I'm starting with the hard one. I, I don't know if you would know these. That is a hard one. Yeah. Um, because I've never heard you speak French, but I wouldn't put it past you to know French. <laughs> I feel like you can blow a bubble. I'm going to say this, you, that you speak French is the lie. You, you think that I speak French is the lie? Yeah. You are correct. I do not yeah. speak French. Well, open to learn. <laughs> yep, open to learn. I do have an extra bone in my foot, and I can't blow a bubble with gum, sadly. Oh, my God. Wait, what is the extra bone in your foot? Do you have, like, extra toe? <laughs> no. My foot looks completely normal. I just have a small little extra bone that causes me pain sometimes when I run. It's very small. Oh, I'm, I'm so normal. sorry about that. Moving on. <laughs> Here for you. <laughs> All right. Here is my two truths and a lie. I attended rapper Lil Mosey's 16th birthday party when I was 21. <laughs> okay. Very specific. I, <laughs> I've been to Marshmallow's house, the musician. And I snuck into a party hosted by Mike Tyson. Which one's the lie? The Mike Tyson one. That one's true, baby. <laughs> Wait, which one's the lie? Marshmallow? Marshmallow's house. Oh, that was what but I was originally going to go for. I was invited to Marshmallow's house. Me and my friend were at um, the club, the club in LA, and we were invited to an after party at his house and we actually said no because we had plans to go to Universal Studios in the morning. Mm. We didn't want to just, you should have went to Marshmallow's house. Yeah, I know. Like thinking back, <laughs> like definitely should have gone. <laughs> but it's a funny story to say he invited us. But I did know the first one was true because I remember that story, but I did yeah, not know the like Mike Tyson thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had to sneak in. Oh my gosh. We So we had this friend who like lived in LA and like she was just like, inviting me and my friends to like a bunch of parties and we were there during our semester mm -hmm. um in LA and like one of the parties that she invited to 
us to was Mike Tyson's. But when we got to the like entrance, like usually at these parties we've gone to, they'd be like, oh, girls, like go on in. Mm -hmm. But they had like a list. So we were like, um, obviously we're not on the list. So we had to like sneak in through the back and like pretend that we were like going to the bathroom or that pretend that we were in the bathroom and like coming out of the bathroom and then like just like walk into the party. Um, but we did it and we had a great time. <laughs> That's an amazing story. Hey, listen, you yeah. gotta do what you gotta do to get in, and you did. True. <laughs> okay. All right, next one. Here they are. <laughs> I've had my tonsils. Here they are. <laughs> I've had my tonsils removed. I've never been snowboarding and I've been skydiving. I feel like you have you have had your tonsils removed. Um, I don't think you've ever been snowboarding. But I also don't think you've been skydiving. I feel like there would be footage of this. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the lie is that you've been skydiving. I love how that's how you figured out that you you feel like there'd be footage. But yes, there you're would correct. be. <laughs> <laughs> you're very correct in every aspect of everything you said. <laughs> well, let's let's go at some point. Let's do a, let's do a podcast from midair. Yeah, like while we're skydiving, we'll just start recording. <laughs> but no, let's actually go skydiving. I think I know yeah, someone no. who knows someone who runs that. Who knows another someone who knows yeah. someone. So, so we we'll can jump go. out of the plane soon. Look for okay, us. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you another one. Okay. Okay. One. I got dumped a week before prom. Two. I was my high school class president. Three. I attended two different proms with boys who ended things with me the week leading up to the prom. <laughs> Uh, which one's the lie dramatic time either way no matter what's the lie uh <laughs> hey, what was the middle one um i was my high school class president i feel like that's a lie do you not see me as a leader no i see you <laughs> that's as the truth <laughs> oh for some reason i don't know why i just feel like wait did you have more than one prom because yeah we had, i, we I attended one junior like I went to two so that's why I was like maybe a two traumatic instances you know I I attended multiple proms because I Popular. it's a long story but um I went to proms like I went for my sophomore year I went to like three my junior year and then I went to oh my god you're my you're just a prom year. expert I am um so but the lie, the lie the lie was that I attended two different proms with boys who ended things with me the week leading up to the prom um that was actually only one one boy because well, I, that's why I knew the first one was true because you've told me that story before but I yeah, was like, so did that, it happen twice well so that boy who ended up like dumping me a week before the prom we didn't end up going together but then um at a different prom so that was my junior year and then my senior year for one of my proms um a boy ended things with me like also a, like a week before going before the who prom does but, that? but we still went together <laughs> what was that awkward oh my god it was so awkward and the girl that he was at that time hooking up with was also in our prom group so i was just like there talk about a triangle yeah we needed us to do an episode unpacking high school <laughs> oh my god seriously well we hope that you guys liked that little game and you learned a little bit more about us mm -hmm. it'll have to be a, a game we play again yeah i want to play it again that was fun <laughs>
<gasps> I'm learning new things about you too. I know we're learning a lot about each other. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, well, we hope that you guys loved this episode. Make sure to download, subscribe, follow, rate, and review, and most importantly, tell everyone you know about the podcast per usual. Yes. There'll be a brand new episode next Thursday. Make sure to stay up to date on all things What About It by following us on Instagram and TikTok at What About It Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at John Flynn Music. And you can follow me at Sierra Morabito. Okay, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys.